Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. How is everybody doing to another episode of Duckies and Dargons? As always, my name is Mayhem, and I'm going to be your DM for this evening. Uh, before we get into the recap of our last session, let me just first of all put out yet another apology for the lack of activity on social media. Um, work's been crazy. <laughs> to say the least, it has been very, very busy. In fact, a lot of us here at Duckies and Dargons have been extremely busy with IRL commitments, work commitments, even family commitments. So that is why there was no session last week. And that's why there's been little to no activity on our end on social media uh, with regards to promoting our episodes, which I really need to get back into the swing of things for. But nonetheless, our apologies. The future next couple of weeks is going to be very busy as well, at least for me. So I'm going to try my best. I know it's I know that it's not best practice to drop off the radar. But for those that have supported the podcast over the last two weeks, and I, I have a rough estimate of who you are, just thank you so much because it's great to see this continued support, even during what is quote-unquote dry spells. So, uh, before we do the recap, just a couple of very minor talking points that I would like to put across. Uh, we are getting closer and closer and closer to announcing the project that I have been working on. Um, I've sat down with my players and had a very, very brief, very, very informal session zero with them explained the context, the premise, and the outline of the session. Um, we have gone through character creation. I have got three player characters lined up that are absolutely batshit insane. I am super excited. And the writing for this session is nearly done. The map making is going to take me probably about another three hours. And then that's pretty much it. It's just the production side. You're of it. telling me it would take you three hours to design a brothel, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you can, if you can, find, if you can find a brothel in this one shot, Rob, I'll be fucking surprised. <laughs> just create one. God damn it! Uh, oh God, you don't want me to. Oh my God! But nonetheless, we are coming closer and closer to being able to announce the project. Uh, I will be announcing my players as well at the same time. And as soon as we have a date, we will get it to you. Uh, another thing is, don't forget, we are affiliated with OnlyCrits. Uh, they are one of the premier online retailers for the TTRPG space. They make fantastic dice. They make fantastic uh, pre-written adventures. So if you're in the market for either of those things, please go over there and use code DUCKY. That's D-U-C-K-Y at checkout to save yourself a little bit of money and also kick us a little bit of support. Every use of the code is greatly appreciated, and there's been quite a few recently. So thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, with regards to uh, future content, there will be no upload next week. So as always, these episodes go live on a Friday. There will be no upload next Friday because my work schedule kind of threw a spanner in a wrench, and we're not going to be recording next Thursday. But as after that, we should, fingers crossed, we should be able to return to some sort of normality. So, 
I think that's everything. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that's everything. Let's recap. If I can even remember what we did two weeks ago. Uh, you guys returned to Amdale. You guys, uh, you guys uh, debriefed with the king. Most of the high, uh, most of the Vardorian Grand Council with Lord Balin, as well as noticing that, hmm, tensions in Amdale don't just extend to the general populace. There's uh, there's some low level tensions brewing among the the highest of the high in the land. So, my wonderful players, you guys have been given two days of downtime. The rest of the current day, of which it is roughly early afternoon, I'd say about 1pm. Just to confirm we've got the rest of this day and then two days, or this is day no, one? you've got the rest of today, all of tomorrow, and then you have to come back to the palace where you will be teleported to Arcata for your next assignment. So, I know of one thing that one of my players wants to do during their downtime. But just for full disclosure, everything and anything that you guys want to do within the next 36 hours is entirely up to you. There's only one thing that you guys have to do, and that is check in with Baska. So, I give you guys the floor. Uh, God, we could even get a decent time to relax here. Fuck. Uh, what do we have to go? I have to go and speak to... There's stuff I want to do, but we should probably go and speak to that Basca lad first, probably. Um, you, you guys... For that? Or do I do it later? I, 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 I don't fucking know. Where is Basca? Um... It's a, it's a good, good question. Czar? Wait, who is Baska, you said? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't remember from the top of my head. Oh, Baska's the kid that owns that bakery store. Oh, fuck, no. Fuck. Where you got all, oh, oh, no. I, um, um, you do realize time works differently there, so, um... Right, um, you're not allowed to have, have any more weird recipes where you do weird stuff to muffin. I, I'm saying this now. Uh, okay. The, 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 the thing came... I was, I was trying to have a good heart-to-heart -heart with Anon, and next thing you know... Muffin is like trying to get out the window screaming for help. Why did you think we 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 kept a bit of a distance from you for the next couple of hours? Well, I mean, it was if like you both some got weird your head, if, gangbang you were having. Well, like if you both got your heads out of the fucking gutter, then maybe you wouldn't have that problem. Like I was using him <laughs> as target practice. Like what the fuck were you guys thinking I was doing? Using him as target <laughs> practice. And uh <laughs> Elera just looks at Anon with her eyes wide open going. Um, like um, like apparently using him as um, a different kind of target practice. Like, okay, you, we thought it was a sleeve for you or something. Okay, like if that was the case, then I would just like start a brothel and then just let 
you know, Muffin be like a manager. I wouldn't like actually use him as target practice as the oh. way that the two of you fuckers have been thinking. I was starting to Bunch think like that I was I was I was starting to wonder how how he was so close to you and then I started to kind of realize and then we had our own, you know, ideas and you know. Um you do have oh, a habit a bunch of, of pulling your pants down a lot, so, you know. That, okay, that's for a completely different reason. But, like, that's my own thing. But that's not what I do with Muffin, you, you bunch of fucking perverts. Like, We're just like, messing with you, Zar. God like, damn it, we need like, a laugh, like, man. We need like, a laugh, dude. Well, <clears throat> I know for a fact the minute we go into the, the Scrum Dilliamptious... I know the minute we go into there, it's going to be like the middle of the night. I know that for a fucking fact. So do we want to go in now or later on? I'll just get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Sake. Right. Well, if you turn to fucking Griffin again, I'm not going over there for a leisurely scroll or a stroll. I'm like, I'm going over there to do a mission that the king assigned us. Like, Elera just takes goes in goes in her pocket, takes out a cigarette, and just gets the match. Like, fuck, shake, right? Fucking go, fucking do it. Get it over and done with. Here's me thinking you guys loved Basca. Oh, we uh, out of character. I'm not saying that we don't. It's just <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll say if you guys are making a beeline for Scrum Dilliamptious, uh, it'll take you about forty-five minutes traveling through the uh the heavily heavily guarded and restricted um pathways that lead up to the palace and then into the economic district. You notice that transguarded military outnumber civilians three to one. And there's not a lot of civilians walking around at all. In fact, there's more merchants in on-street stalls than there are customers and uh, just regular ongoers. However, regular ongoers that are there are still making use of the merchants. Morale in the economic sector hasn't really hit rock bottom, but it's a far cry from the lively, cheery, uh, bustling city centre environment that you guys have known it to be. There is this one middle-aged dwarven male sat on a rickety-looking bar stool behind his stall, just perching his chin on his hands, looking like he is bored out of his fucking skull. Nobody has come to see his stall all day, and it looks as though he is on the verge of just packing up and going home, because, well, it's halfway through the business day, and if he looks this bored already, chances are he hasn't made a lot of money. Uh, what's, uh, do you want to roll a perception and see what he's selling? Uh, I'll say that he... Uh, with your passive perception, you can see that he's just a general greengrocer. Just fresh fruits and vegetables. Elera goes up there straight away, then. <laughs> okay. 
you bald, right, pal? You're not looking, you know. Looking, right? Looking what? You're no looking right, pal. Take a look around, dear. Ain't fucking nobody around. People too scared to walk the streets at the moment. Means fuck all for business. So you've not made a single sale in what? Just today or days or? I've made seven silver today. Normally by this time I've made about ten gold. Ellera takes out ten gold. Just give me your hand. You see him lean back on the stool almost to the point where he falls over and he goes, What's your angle? Just give me your hand. Very reluctantly, like, outstretches an arm with an open hand. So Elira's got the gold in her, in her right hand and it's hovering over his. What's your name? Harvar. Harvar. Do you often sell in this bit, or do you roam around? Wherever the best spots are, that's where you'll find me. There may or may not be a time that I need you in the future. It's not criminal or anything like that. Just, I, I need more eyes in this place, so. That's gold. And uh, I'd like three apples. For ten gold, these apples... They'll be the best uh, apples you've seen on this continent. Just know that I'll, I'll require information of you at some point. So, 10 gold. That'll do for your sales today. And if I ask you anything from the future, ask anything of you, as long as it's not criminal, I expect, a, I expect their favour. Sure. I'm going to need you more convincing than that. Sure. Okay, and dump the, dump the 10 gold, pick up the apples. Hey, Zaris, I don't catch, and I'll throw one each to them. Okay. But just remember, I'll need you in the future. Uh, and now give me a perception check. Okay, okay. And that is that one. Then go to these. Twenty-two. Fuck it. Natural twenty. Not twenty. Nice. Uh as soon as you turn your back to Harver and you start tossing the apples to Anon and Zaris, you see looking past them that the people in this vicinity are locking eyes on you in disbelief. Like they've just seen they've just seen this stranger walk up to a merchant, dump ten gold for three apples as if it's nonchalant. Like completely blase, like blase, just as if it was nothing. You've literally just dumped ten gold for three apples, which is completely unheard of. But all eyes are on you, and even so even a couple of the Vardorian military have their jaws are dropped in just complete disbelief. One of them's even like leaning, like not like hunched over leaning, but just like sort of leaned forward, trying to like suss out whether or not 
the the situation is legit or if it's sus. And Larry takes a bite at the apple whilst they're all looking. Damn straight, these are good fucking apples. Should have paid more. You see hmm. people begin to turn their backs as if the, like it's that notion that you've clocked that they're watching you and they're just sort of turning around and you know trying to make it look as though they weren't looking in on your business but anyway Hilaire <laughs> um, just shrugs your shoulders and is like right guy he said what do you think of these apples oh yeah they're good apples <laughs> Okay, so I'll say from here it takes you another 10 minutes to get to Scrumdiddlyumptious. You notice as you pull up outside the familiar muffin shaped, and that's not muffin the ice method, that's muffin <laughs> the fucking, that's muffin the baked good. That's because so being inspired should, so by I muffin. Should, I should put the crystal away then, got it. Uh-huh, Ooh, got it. uh-huh, put that crystal away, Zaris. We don't need muffin destroying this place. As you pull up outside the uniquely designed storefront, you notice that the outside is scorched. The windows are broken. Shards of glass jutting out of the window frames. The door is splintered, and you can see inwards. As you open what remains of the door and walk your way in, you see Basca frantically... Uh, magically, like, sweeping p- massive piles of destroyed goods. You see him uh, sweeping up uh, what remains of a couple of shelves uh, into this big pile towards the back center of the room where the ovens are. He hears you come in, and he says, Oh. Well. The gods can't really surprise me anymore today, because I sure as shit wasn't expecting to see you three. We weren't expecting to see you, buddy, but, uh... Balin asked us to check on you. Yeah, I gathered. You want to explain why your place of work is like this? How long you got? Because I can, uh, uh, this this conversation can go one of two ways. Either I can give you the TLDR, or I can go for fucking days. Uh, bullet point it. Take a look at the rest of the city, put two and two together, and come up with the conclusion that I got the shit end of the stick. Alright, and the other version? I had an asshole customer come in a couple of days ago. Complaining about the cost of, well, everything, really. Luckily, though, when he turned aggressive and started attacking the store, there were these three other guys in the store that jumped to my aid. That shit was wild. Like, he turned my chest. And you see he points to this uh, this wooden chest that the, the lid has been completely ripped off. You see the metal hinges are like... All that, all that remains of the lid. He turned that fucking thing into something with teeth and it ate one of the guys that was helping me. He used my fucking confectionery sugar 
to literally try and blow the place up. And, well, yeah, he, he summoned a bunch of skeletons. And, yeah, he, let's just say, he, he was a right fucking Karen. Wait. What's the, what's the male version of a Karen? Keith. Really? I thought it would have been a Richard. It yep. is either Keith or Ken. Richard sounds more appropriate, because, you, you know, you can shorten Richard to dick. Anyway, Alera, Alera looks, looks to Zaris, still speaking to Vasca. You have this guy's uh, details? But as she's looking at Zaris, she's like, yeah, we could do with a bit of uh, chatting. Oh, don't you worry. He's been taken care of. Kransgard came and arrested his ass. Yeah, but what's to say he's going to get uh, put on bail and the same thing's going to happen again? Or worse? I don't know. From what I've been told, he's in, he's in the dungeons. Solitary. Yeah, but he's going to come out eventually. Yeah. And then he'll have a hatred towards you or thinks more, th more else and he'll do more harm. Yeah, I would say does. just execute him where he stands. If he does, I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve. Ah, but don't do anything to incriminate yourself, though. Ah, I've been working on something. I'm not fucking trying anything. I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not asking you to. I've only been able to make one of them so far. I'm not going to waste it on you. Cheeky little shit. Anyway. Nah. Uh, well, hey, hey, this thing's built with a purpose. And the purpose doesn't fit you. But it fits the guy in the dungeons. Yeah. Go on, you've got to... You see now, he's got this, like, shit-eating grin across his face, and his eyes have lit up with this, like, psychopathic murder-hobo intent. Just, like, pure crackhead energy is radiating, radiating out of him right now. Lara steps closer to Baska, kneels down. You Come see, on, from he, one psychopath to another. He digs into this small pouch that's on the, uh, the back of his right hip, and he pulls out this void black, almost Vanta black donut with this like really thick tar like glaze on the top of it. And he just says, <laughs> I was finally able to put banishment into a cookie. Well, donut. Oh, but the, tr but the thing is, I, I, this is the highest level enchantment I've ever put into a baked good. And where this shit sends him, he'll be dead in 10 seconds flat. We just gotta figure out a way to actually get it to him, though. I doubt that the Crown's Guard will let me walk in with this. Hmm. We may or may not have a way to get in. Don't you work for the Crown? I said we may or may not be able to get in. I mean... I don't know, what do you think, guys? Should we try and see if we can make a visit? He looks to you, Zaris, and says... I understand she's a psycho. You're the logical one, so why aren't you trying to stop her? I was told not to do anything here. Really? Yeah. He looks to you, Lyra, and says, yes. Let me guess. 
your orders. Lara's sort of just puts a sort of finger up, like as a kind of, a kind of shoosh, shoosh thing, and looks towards Zara's like, what? You told me not to try anything, not to do anything, so I'm not doing anything. Well, I, I said did, you or... can't do weird, have learned any more weird spells to then test out on Muffin. So basically, I can't do anything or say anything. Zarus, we were taking the piss out of that one. We thought you were going along with us. I am going along with it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not saying anything. You know, you know there is like such you a can thing. learn stuff. Just don't test it out on Muffin. You know, there is yeah. such a thing as malicious compliance. See, Baska, I'm not used to him not telling me what not to do to things. So it's um, this is this is, huh? Fuck it, let's do it. Who are we breaking in? I mean, we're not Wait, breaking okay, in. We're just, okay, we're just dropping a delivery okay. off to someone. Okay. No, no, no I'm gonna. Go. You sure we're not breaking in? Let me, let me, you're... let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. I know you're agents of the crown. Okay. The fact that Balin sent you to me twice—that screams red tape, authority, and well, you don't. Know, you, you know I don't like Balin. So, you guys are probably not going to be able to do what I'm wanting to do, and that's fine. This is more just a... I like to think it in my head rather than do it. It's fun to think about. I don't know yes, whether I'd actually go through with about. it. What you thinking about? What you thinking about? He looks past you to make sure that there's nobody outside the door, uh, nobody at the doorway. Anon gets real close to him. What you thinking about? Well, I was just gonna give him a donut. And then watch as he puff, disappears. Alright, just hypothetically, Baska, say if we manage to, with our Agents of the Crown status, manage to get into this. And she, she, she looked over her shoulders to see if there's any crowd guard about. And then looks back at Baska, say if. Say if we get in. Say if we manage to bring you in with us, say it's something off, uh, you want to, you know, just make up a lie and say you forgive him for what happened and whatnot, right? If, if we're allowed to give him the donut, right? And you're with us. It, if this thing works and he does get banished, how do you explain that without you getting incriminated and us getting fucked? Well. If you can think of a way. That's the, that's the second part. And. It really depends on whether or not he's in an enchanted cell or a normal one. Because if he's in a normal one, then the second effect can definitely work. If he's in an enchanted cell, none of this will work and he'll just eat a donut and that's it. No, what I mean, Baska, is if, if, it's, if it's a normal cell, right? And he eats this thing and then, you know, he gets banished. How do you explain that to the Crown's Guard? If they ask what happened. Well, the second effect is I can set a timer on when he puffs out of existence. So we could be gone. And then it happens. And you're sure we wouldn't get incriminated anyway? You're like, talking about being conspiracy to murder. No, I'm talking about the unicorns in the fields, Baska. Unicorns? Where? Yes! Where? God. 
Oh, seriously, Red, like unicorn tears make for great spell components. Uh, no, it was hypothetical. And what I'm talking speech. about is hypothetical. Any other spell components you need? Unless you've got any diamonds that are worth a thousand gold. That's no fun. Well, I'm trying to work on a... I don't have a word, I don't have a name for the product, but I'm essentially trying to work on combining True Resurrection into a chocolate eclair. Yeah, what? True Resurrection basically means soul come back Wait. to body if the soul's willing. Well, yeah, but like, how the fuck did you manage that? Through great trial and error. Which, by the way, that would mean I would need more than one diamond. I'm assuming none of you have got a diamond that's worth a thousand gold. No? Okay. Forget I said anything then. Okay, it's fine. I just have to... Actually, technically I could burn this place down myself and get the insurance money. Yeah, but that's a road you don't want to go down, pal. I mean, it's already half burned. I'm sorry. The whole city's in turmoil. This is taking a toll. I'd... Mm, no. No. Yeah. What do you know about that? Tell us what, what happened. We've well, been away. Well, rumor has it that some big shot nobleman that works in the tax district did some shady shit, lined his own pockets with taxpayers' money, and somebody exposed him. Nobody knows who. Nobody knows why. But as soon as people started hearing about it, they started getting, quite frankly, justifiably pissed off. I mean, most of us are honest folk that try to make ends meet. Barely scraping by. Some of us can't even scrape by. Some of us end up starving for weeks until we can get our next paycheck. Some of us don't have the luxury of being self-employed and running our own business. Some of us don't have the luxury of being employed at all. So, when news broke out that some asshole noble guy started lining his own pockets with our money, well, people decided they'd had enough. There was a couple of really small riots. There was talks of big ones, like organized chaos. I think one guy was thinking of, uh, talking about burning down the entire noble district. He got arrested real quick. Conspiracy to murder on a mass scale. Sedition. Treason, arson, grand larceny, really mass property destruction. He's like, that's, that's charges that will get you locked up for longer than an elf will be alive for. Like, you could be looking at thousands of years in prison for that shit. But yeah, people started getting all uppity. There's been a couple of attacks on some retailers throughout the, the economic sector. Some people got hurt. There's been a couple deaths. The High Commander of the Sword stepped up military presence in the city for the first time in decades. That's what really scared people was seeing the military. And then the King ordered for the Crimes Guard to be tripled. But then people started questioning where the increased number of Crimes Guard were coming from. God knows that we, we didn't think we had the numbers. There's talks that Crimes Guard got pulled in from other cities and other sectors of the, the kingdom. 
some were hypothesizing that he'd started conscripting people. Nobody knows for sure. I don't think the king would enlist conscription. That's a radical move. That's a move I don't think the king's got the balls for. To be honest, he strikes me as kind of a pussy. So, you know, I don't think he's got the nuts or the cojones to enforce conscription. I wouldn't put it past that high commander, though. Yeah. It's a shit time to be in Amdale. Wait, you guys said you were gone. Where did you go to? It's classified, babes. <sighs> he points to... He looks at Zyrus and points to Anon and says, Did she just call me babes? I mean, you are a child, so... Hmm. Okay. If you don't want to answer where you guys have been, that's fine. You don't have to. I understand your crown business. And what all that if we shit. told you the darkest pits of hell? Then I would say, how did Asmodeus greet you? But I don't honestly think that's where you went. <sighs> no, no, not a pleasant place. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. That's all you're getting. Okay. Well, it's not like it's got fuck all to do with me anyway. So, back to your donut. How long can you... What's, what's the longest time you can set it before it goes off? Uh... Pass. Scare? Pass. I, I don't know. It could be a minute, could be an hour, could be a year. You have to understand, this is the first assumedly working version of this product I've ever made. Obviously, I haven't been able to test it, so I don't know whether it's worked or not. All that is certain is the destination. And, uh, that's a figment of my design. Baska, I want to help you. I want to get that donut yeah. to the cunt and give him what he deserves, but He'll I just need... He'll get what he deserves. Let the justice system do its job. He'll get convicted. Oh, so He'll... He'll get convicted. He'll do a couple years. That'll be fine. It's probably... You're telling me you don't want your revenge on him? Like I said, this is all hypothetical, baby. Hypothetically, if we did... Help you hypothetically if you got get caught. your donut to him. Would you then hypothetically do a favor for us? I don't like how many times she said hypothetically. It's, it's what she, she does, said, it's her favorite word. Hypothetically. Yeah, you keep saying hypothetically, it's creeping me out. Alright, okay, so basically put it in layman's terms here, Baska. We go and do this job, if we get him to eat the donut, we come back, then what? We you'll put be, our necks out of you'll be, you'll be accomplices to murder? But we'll put, your, we'll put our necks out on the line for you. Like, I don't, what know do what I don't know what you're expecting from me. I'm a kid that runs a fucking bakery that sells enchanted goods. 
Yes, a child who can also, hmm, send people to the, the shadow realms. Uh, it's called the shadow fell, actually. See, quick question. The place of your design. If someone was to be in there, could they get out? No, God no. You help us, we help you with that donut. Could you make us a donut? And what would this donut do exactly? Send somebody away for eternity. Hypothetically, who are we talking about sending away? The most powerful thing you can think of. Elera automatically more. looks at Adon, it's like, no. Okay. No. No, 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 no. You, you, yes. you serious? You're working yeah, for the why king. Why not? It's worth a shot. You're working for the king. Why are you wanting to send him away? Oh, no, not the king. More powerful than the king. More powerful than all the kings combined. Yeah, 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 yeah. But how do we, how would we A, get them to eat that and B, you know, not see what's going on? You do know they can see stuff. He looks to Zyrus and says, You know they're going to need to start making sense sometime, right? I'm Unless not in this time. conversation. I, I, like, I'm not in this conversation. Like, then get in the conversation! Wait, I get it. You make us two donuts. One with the enchantment and one without. You don't, you can't, and they have to be identical. You want him so, to play donut roulette? Yes. With who? That's classified. Fuck the classified. Mm. You, you wouldn't believe us anyway, Basker. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. But, I know Balin sent you here. To check on me, make sure I'm doing okay. And I'm fine. I just gotta lay low a couple days. You know, remain closed for business until I can get this place tidied up. It'll take a week max. Well, maybe 10 days. Gotta rebuild a couple of things. And I'm thinking about taking a couple personal days as well. Just to relax until all this shit blows over. So, Basca, where are your family? Oh. Uh, you know, I don't rightly know. They've been gone too long, haven't they? Uh, How long? Three years. See what they're off to do? Eh, I don't know. Apparently I never listened much as a kid anyway. So if they did tell me, I probably didn't hear them. I didn't listen. <sighs> but hey, oh, hey! Listen much. They must have trusted me in order to let me keep this place and trust me enough to keep it up and running. Of course. Hey! Uh, I'm, I'm in capable hands. Absolutely. Well, 
a lot more capable than you three by the looks of things. Hey! <laughs> okay, but seriously, guys, you, you, you guys have done your job. You can toddle off back to that poncy asshole and tell him I'm okay and meet your quota, get paid for this job, and, you know, all the official red tape bullshit. No, 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 no. There's more to this prospect. You're not getting paid for this? No. Fucking scrunchy little cunt. I know, right? Here, take this. Absolutely not. You, 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 you see, as he hands you this stack of what looks to be three real, like, one-inch thick chocolate chip cookies, like, about four inches in diameter, one-inch thick, with massive chunks of darkened milk chocolate embedded in them. He says, You give these to Balin to see what happens. Oh, absolutely. I don't take some. Okay, hold the fuck up. You're going to tell us what these are, Bosco. No, no, because... no, 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 hold, hold the fuck up. Y'all tell me to behave, and then y'all turn right around and grab cookies to go in and manipulate somebody like that? No, okay. I'm not taking any part of this. I'm just... We, we, what? <laughs> Look, you guys... Didn't let me kill somebody earlier. You've got to let me do this. I have a quota. To we're fill. not. We're not killing Balin. We're not killing the person who pays us. If you want to go kill, we have to kill them. Well, Just, you can. Go, if you want to go kill something, I'm seriously injure. Go find. Go don't. find a bandit. It won't kill him. Don't worry. It's just gonna um. How do I not put this delicately? Test his constitution. Okay, I don't like that. So first off, I was told to behave. I've been behaving this entire time. Yeah, and then well, you... you... You you can behave in whatever manner you want. Let the lady behave in whatever manner she wants. Fantastic. Now, Baska. Yeah, darling. I'd like to talk to you about a pre-order. I'm not open for business. I know, that's why I said a pre-order. I'd like to collect it when you're open. When you're back taking orders. I'm afraid we're about to go away again, so I don't know when you're coming back. Or when I'm coming back. And it would be good to have it ready for when I am. Um... Okay. I'll give you a down payment. <laughs> sure. It depends on what you're wanting. It's going to cost you. Absolutely. I need a box of your longest lasting cookies that will turn someone into something else. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you talking about polymorph? Yes. Okay. What do you want to turn them into? Something easily squishable. Hey, hold on. I thought... Sorry. I thought that... I thought that if they got hurt when they're polymorph, they just revert back to what they were. You know, aka them. Well, maybe a cookie that 
doesn't let them revert back. Ah, true polymorph. True polymorph. And you see, that shit's complicated. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm willing to wait for it. You see, as he grabs a piece of parchment and a quill and ink and says, Okay, so theoretically, how many would you want? I can, I can do boxes of a six. A dozen? Six, twelve, or twenty-four. Oh, twenty-four I'll take. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be a platinum as the down payment. DM, how much gold is a platinum? That's a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a thousand gold per platinum. And how much for, for 12, darling? Um. Down payment, 300. With, a balance, with a balance of another 350 when you get back. Absolutely. Heck yeah, hell. Hey, true polymorph is nothing to fuck around with. If she wants these, <gasps> if she wants these, she's got intent. Oh and no, if there's something I've learned about her, it's not to interfere with what she wants to buy. It's, I've, I've, I've learned that way. She's a woman who likes to fuck around and find out. Absolutely. You know, sometimes, Pasca, I don't believe you're a real child. Sometimes I don't believe it either. Sometimes I don't believe any of you are real. <laughs> Wait, are you real? You see, as he walks <laughs> over and pokes you in the ribs. Ah, yeah. Son of a... Son of a what? Go on, say it. Son of a deliverer. You know, in a way, we all are. You're definitely not a child, Bosca. Oh, I definitely am. I just mature quickly, that's all. Anyway, nine payment, 300. Uh, it should take me about... Yeah, we'll call it. I'll make it the first order I do when I get back up and run it. So say two weeks. You let me know when they're ready, and I'll come and collect. I will. Delightful. So, you see as he's scribbling frantically, writing down the details of the order. Is there any um, special requests? Flavorings, main ingredients, that sort of boring-ass shit? Just make them look appetizing as you can. Huh. Baker's choice. Okay. Gotcha. So, where is it you guys are going? Heck knows. Haven't been told yet. Yeah. That sounds about right. Oh, well. Order will be here whenever you get back. Don't you worry. Elena's <laughs> uh, can... gonna look at Zaris and basically go, and I thought I was a fucking psychopath. I don't know, are you screaming at the cat? Yeah, sorry, he was screaming, 
Because I, I think he'd lost me. Never mind, he's just gone outside. Okay. <laughs> Cats, ladies and gentlemen, the interrupters of every D&D session. Anywho, if there's anything else that you would like to do here at Scrum Diddly Ums, just let me know. If not, we can move on. Uh, Lara just wants to take a walk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take a walk and sort of, uh, you know, re recuperate. You my thoughts for a bit and then go and pay someone a visit, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zaris, there was one thing that you wanted to do before you set out on this mission. You do have time to do it if you still want to do it. The ghost, uh, what is it? The ghost see the Grand Seer mm -hmm. or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Anon, is there anything that you specifically would like to do during your downtime? I would like to go to an alchemist and then a pet store. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I'm planning to make a giant uh, duck, are you? <laughs> Hold on. No, but that's a good idea. <laughs> oh god, don't give her ideas. Okay, so we've got Elara wanting to pay someone a visit. Zaris wants to go to the Grand Seer. Anon wants to go to the pet store and an alchemist. So, I'm going to roll a d4 and that'll decide uh, which avenue we go down first. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to go to Zaris's thing. My, fir my first question is, are all of you going? I mean, I remember in the last session that Zaris said that he wanted us all to go, because when we explained it uh, at the table with uh, Balin and Alfred and that, I do vaguely remember saying he wanted us all to go. But okay. I could be wrong, though. Am I wrong, Zaris? I mean, it would technically help if we were all there. Okay. We should really find find a couple of flies. <laughs> a couple of flies? Well, when we showed Cadaveris what we could do. Oh, God. During the table oh, and God. A fly. Oh, God. So we'd have, we'd have to have a couple of flies in a jar or something and demonstrate this properly. Would we not? Oh, God. I hadn't thought about that. Elarise is in character, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can tell. I can... Well, shall we go to the pet store first, then? And then we could get something that we don't have to catch. Oh, yeah, let's just casually go to a pet co and go find some fucking flies <laughs> in the fucking store. Okay, I mean, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. A hamster or something. Like, I was thinking more we just go to a pile of manure and just pick up a couple of flies there. Fine, let's just wave a jar about. Well, how do you really want to kill an innocent hamster? Anon, really? If we have to, then we have to. But flies, no one gives two shits about flies. It's a hamster. Did a, ha did a hamster hurt you in the past? No, we didn't have fucking hamsters. And so why do you want us to kill a Just a small a hamster. Room. I was thinking, hey, it's small. We could easily fit it in our pocket. And oh, when we have to demonstrate, easily killable. I do you know flies' reflexes are 40 times better than our own? I'd kill a hamster for a brassica bar. 
you out of session to Zaris, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> In this case, it's called a Braska bar. <laughs> I was more thinking, and again, back in character now, I was more thinking we get, you know, well, either a couple of hamsters or a couple of fives, because you do know we can create ducks and fucking dragons. Yes, I do realise. The could, flies would could, be cheaper. Uh, create both, she says, as she then points to both her duck and then dragon. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm not paying for the fucking hamster. So one of you fuckers can. <laughs> I love how we're just casually talking about animal sacrifice. I mean, yeah. we could go to my actual roots and use a lamb. That'd be proper. <laughs> oh God. <sighs> okay. So what's the order of operations here, guys? <laughs> well, if we're we're doing the grants here first, but. Obviously, because that's the role you got for your D4, but we still need, you know, creatures for to prove to the Grand Seer, so I guess we better go to the pet shop if everyone else is thinking that's wise. Or, you know, yep. you, could, you could not sacrifice innocent animals and just show him Didi and Bubblegum. We would need to actually show proof of this, because it's all fine, you know, having two fucking creatures, but you still need to show him proof. Like, we did for because Canaveras was like, Nah, that's not true. You guys can't do that. And then when we showed him by killing a fly, aka a creature, he believed us. So. But maybe the Grand Seer already has something we could kill. <sighs> I mean, well, look, sure there's you're... bound to be a mouse in his pantry or something. I'm sure it would be hard to find fucking flies as a last resort, so okay. I'm not going to argue with you guys. I'm just going to have another ciggy. Okay, I'll say that this whole conversation's happening as you're making your way towards the Grand Temple. Again, it's much and such the same as when you were walking towards Scrum Deliumptious. The city centre is quiet, and it only gets quieter and quieter as you make your way out of the economic sector and towards the, uh, towards the Grand Temple. As you make your way through the gardens, you notice that... Uh, in fact, Alara, you'd notice this first. The same Goliath uh, military guard that escorted you part of the way home not that long ago is standing on duty, but he looks exhausted. Go ahead and roll an insight check for me, Alara. Well, dude, give me a sec. Da -da -da -da. Nope, no, 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 Bobby, buddy, 20, 16. You can tell that he has not come off shift. He's still, uh, he's still on shift and he's been there since the last time you saw him. Elairoth turns uh, quickly towards uh, Zaris and Anna was like, this, this Goliath was the guy that, you know, escorted me to and back from uh, Canaveras' place. He, he's, he's a good guy. Okay. Well, I'll beat him, but he doesn't look right. You each hey. make your way up to the checkpoint that is just before the main doors to the Grand Temple. You see the Goliath sort of step forward and says, Oh, you're back. Yeah, you... Hold on, you ain't looking too good, bud. Uh, uh, yeah, 
Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Um, long, long posting. It's uh, it's been a while. Right. Well, I'll. I'll. You. You really should go to your bed. But I'll. I'll. I'll make this quick. Do uh, you remember how I briefly mentioned there's two other people I travel with? Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm assuming this is them. Yeah, agents of the crown, as you know, and stuff. Uh, long story short, we had a meeting with the king, Balin, the Grand Seer, and all that. Grand Seer came back, said he was coming back to the temple. We were actually meant to have a, a meeting or a chat with him about a couple of things. Uh, Canaveras as well can back us up on this, that, you know, we were willing to speak to him and stuff, and he was willing to speak to us after arrest. It's just, we just really kind of to talk to him, and then we got another assignment for from the king to do. So, you mind letting us in, pal? You see, he looks toward he looks down uh to this stone tablet that's sitting on top of the pile of sandbags that acts as the the barrier and on it you can see there's a whole list of names that are inscribed onto it he says yep 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 he looks to uh he looks to you alara and looks past you to anon and zyrus and says i'm assuming anon and Longstrider. Yes. Okay, okay you're on the approve. You're on the approved list. That's fine. This is a, this list was given to me by Balin. It's just a list of approved people that can come and go for the next twenty four hours. Do you, we need our weapons outside the door, just as a kind of proof, or uh, is the names there? Proof enough of trust. It'd make a whole lot easier, but since you're on this list, I mean, I guess Balin's already b vouched for you, so... I don't... I mean... If you want to just... If you want to stick to 100% compliance and all that sort of thing, then sure. But, I mean, the formality yeah. of you guys being on this list is kind of enough. Well, he's 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 kicked his end of the deals and whatnot anyway, Balin. So I'll I'll trust him that you know we can obviously you know have respect and all that. But yeah, he's we'll... here. He's here as well. By the way. Oh fuck! I mean, oh okay. That's some. Um. Yeah, he's been he's been here for like the last hour. Um. Yeah. Anyway, um... That's fine, but you really should get some rest. Like, is there no one else to cover for you? We're seeing a lot more crown scars. Surely there's someone that can cover for you, pal. Next shift, the next squad takes over and... And you see he looks up towards the, the sky to track the sun and he says, Uh, they'll be here in about... 16 hours. You fucking what? Uh, hey, listen. Uh, this is a big city, and... Compare that to the number of crowns guard we've got. We're spread thin. Uh, da, 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 da. Can I roll a perception check to, to see if there's a new guard standing around? Uh, yeah, sure. Sixteen. <clears throat> Sixteen. A lot. The majority of the guards that are stationed here right now are sort of along the same sort of fatigue levels as the goliath but there's one that is situated at a small tower probably about 100 feet down towards the left who in comparison 
to the rest of them seems to be like he's maybe he's at least slept within the last half a day. So I technically can cast sleep. Oh god. You cast sleep, then who else is gonna guard the Yeah, we know he's fatigued, but who else is gonna guard the bloody doors? That's what I that's why I was asking, because like <laughs> I would put new guards in charge and put these guys to sleep. Okay, but who's gonna guard the positions that the new guards were guarding? That that's what I was asking was like, do I see any guards that are like like fresh, like brand new guards that are like like they they are in training essentially, like like an opportunity for me to go and say, Hey, you're gonna take over for this guy while this guy sleeps and then go sleep. Okay, like I said, there's one guard about a hundred feet down to the left who looks as though he's not fresh as a daisy, but definitely a lot more corpus mentis than the than the Goliath. But for like I said, the majority you you assume are on the same shift pattern as the Goliath. They all look exhausted. Okay. Oh, uh, I just thought of something now. So before I do this, I ha I technically have an idea. I still have two cigars of uh, Jeff and Larry. Oh, God. So I could technically put them on guard duty. <laughs> yeah, but this is the Grand Temple, Zarasem. Uh, I mean, Jeff and Larry are fucking, like, stronger than these guys are, even though they're skeletons, technically. And here's me thinking I would give him the coffee that I got from being stuck in that bloody crystal ball. Oh no, don't give him that coffee. That coffee <laughs> is fucking OP as shit. <laughs> um, OP or XP? Both. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so... I kind of want to do that. I want to put Larry and Jeff in charge and put them on guard duty and put these guys to sleep. Zaris, do you say that out loud? Mm. No, because, because if, if I you, say if it, you if do I it randomly, the Crown's Guard are literally going to fuck up our plans, though. So you'd have to tell you'd have to tell the Goliath, you know, what you're planning. Because if not, that's it. We're we're gonna fight. Well, if I tell the guard what I'm doing, they're gonna just say no. But if I do it just to do it, then there's a chance that not all of them are gonna fall asleep anyway. So sadly, it's too much of a risk. Because that's kind of stupid putting I mean, them out there for 16 hours more. You could always roll a persuasion tag when you pitch the idea. Fuck it, I'll, I guess I'll do that, because that seems like the only other choice. I can't react until you say what you're planning. So. I'll, I'll say it out loud, and then I'll roll a persuasion check. Uh, uh, 
22. Okay, so you're explaining your intent and then rolling that? Yes. Okay. For persuasion. You... You tell the Goliath how you have Laddie and Jeff at your disposal and how you're wanting to essentially look after them and his squad by putting them to sleep so they can get some rest and you convince your you're relaying the capabilities of Larry and Jeff you see the Goliath slump down to his knees so that he's pretty much at eye level with you he gently places his hands on your shoulders and goes yes please <laughs> please <laughs> like okay. I'm, I'm being serious mister I ain't, uh, I ain't slept in three days. None of my yeah. gu- none of my guys have. Okay, give me give me a second. How long do you need to sleep, buddy? Also, I never got your name that night. Uh, actually, yeah, Zaris, what is the duration of the effect on sleep? So it the duration is technically a minute, but the thing about it is, is that as tired as they are, they probably will just sleep longer naturally. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so, so it will it will knock them out like completely out. Yeah. Into a deep sleep for for a full minute, but because of how exhausted they are, they probably have levels of exhaustion already. Mm-hmm. Uh, for being awake for three days. So I can cast the sleep, put Larry and Jeff in charge by smoking my my two cigars, and then I'll make more cigars later. Uh, and do it that way. So I'm going to pull out my two cigars, smoke both of them simultaneously, and Larry and Jeff will pop out. And I'm going to tell Larry and Jeff that they're on guard duty to give these guys some rest. Okay. And then, and then I'm going to cast sleep at second level. Okay. So I'll have one second level spell slot left, and it's 78. Okay. Okay. Anybody below 50 HP instantly falls asleep. Yep, that's all of them. That's all of them. So, okay. Anon and Alara, you watch as the first thing Zaris does is summon Larry and Jeff by, smoke, by igniting the cigars. You see them pop up and Zaris relays what they're here to do. You see them take position behind the barricades that are on either side of the doors that lead into the temple, and then you see Zaris begin to cast this spell. And it takes a couple seconds, but all of a sudden you watch as one by one the guards begin to just hit the deck. Unconscious, with a very gentle snoring sound emanating from most of them. The Goliath lets out a thud as he hits the ground. And he was already on his knees, so he'd literally just flump straight onto the floor. They are out cold. You see one of the guards looking over 
from outside of the, the whole spell radius and says, Uh... Should I ask? I was given permission. Okay. I didn't see nothing. Are you tired too? If it's gonna lead if it's gonna lead to that, then I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I, okay. I just got the sketch of some kid like at the school gates looking outside and then she's just got Cyrus. I go on stranger. You Are you tired? <laughs> <laughs> you want to sleep, boy? Oh, starts opening up his jacket. He want to buy some death sticks. Oh god, you don't want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> I don't want to sell you death sticks. <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and rethink my life while sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> right. So back to the uh, serious matters. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just knocked out like six crowns guard and a Goliath. <laughs> Sleep is a busted spell. It is a fucking good spell. I love it. Okay. So with the guards now passed out, uh, you see that the guard that was in the tower all the way down on the left hand side, he notices this. He comes and uh, begins to prop the guards up so that their backs are up against the tower so that they're not like literally just sprawled out across the concrete uh, mosaic tiled pathways uh, outside the temple. <laughs> he looks to you just before you guys go in and says I'll I'll make sure they're okay when they wake up. So Much appreciated. You guys open the big double doors into the Grand Temple. You see that there are several magisters and uh, temple clerics and staff wandering around the, uh, the various floors. And then about three floors up on this open plan balcony that oversees the, the ground floor, you see the Grand Seer. You see Marius Starborn standing, uh, talking to Lord Balin. You can't quite make out what's being said, but you do see, see the two of them. And then a familiar voice uh, rings across the, the temple floor. Magister Araxovar, who you'd met weeks ago when you first made your way to the, to the Grand Temple. And the one who actually introduced you to Canaveris. You see Arak walk over and say, Ah! Welcome back. I've been wondering when you would when you would visit us again. Hi. <laughs> well, hello. You haven't changed at all. Huh? Quite refreshing. The recent events have changed a lot of people in this city. Glad to see that some things don't change. I'm assuming you're here to see one of two people. You're either here to see Lord Balin, and he points up, or you're here to see the Grand Seer. We're here to see the Grand Seer. However, is Canaveras around? Uh, the Keeper of Secrets is in his office and has been given everybody the instruction of not to be disturbed. I'm a slightly, I don't mean to shoot my own, own horn here, but I'm a slightly different, I've got, he's given permission for me to speak with him on certain things, usually without a sort of meeting need to be conducted. I just, after we speak to the Grand Seer, I need a couple of uh, private words with him. If you could just 
put a note through to him or let him know somehow after we finish with the Grand Seer. Even if he says no, I'd still appreciate it. Uh, just say Alera wishes to speak to you about some things going on. If you could spare a few minutes later on, that would be most appreciative. Make a persuasion check. God. Persuasion, yeah? Yas. Twelve. The Magister looks at you and says, Sure. I'll be sure to pass that along. I, I really I really appreciate it. Just say it's just Elera only wants a few words to you. No one else, just Elera. He'll he'll know what he means. As I said, if you can, that'd be just most most appreciative. Thank you. But sure. yeah, so we're here to see the Grand here first anyway. Well, we are. Well, as you can see, he is available. So I will leave you to your business. I'm assuming this is a private conversation. If you need, yeah. if you need me, or if the staff of the temple can be of any help, then please feel free to approach us. It is our duty to serve. Thank you. So, letting you guys take the reins from here. I take a rat and go see the Grand Seer. Okay. Alara follows Zaris. <laughs> I am following them both. So you begin to ascend the spiraling staircase that makes its way up the the cylindrical tower that is the, the, the main temple building. As you approach the floor that Balin and the Grand Seer are on, the first thing that you guys notice is that Balin is dressed entirely differently. He is dressed in what Zyrus would be able to recognize as mage robes that indicate a novice level of uh, arcane tuition. You see the Grand Seer look past, Ma uh, look past Balin and say, I believe, dear boy, that the nature of our conversation will need to be somewhat altered. It appears we have an audience. Welcome the disaster trio. Forgive me. I'm not yet 100% acquainted with the three of you. Welcome to the temple. We, uh, we're here on business if you are available. Of course. There is some minor business that needs to be conducted between myself and Balin, but it is business of which the three of you can be privy to. If you'd like to consolidate the, uh, the two conversations into one. I mean, if the... Go on, sir. Seems fine to me. If there's any objections, then please, by all means, feel free to speak now. I'm sure oh, Lord, no. I'm sure well, Lord Balin would not mind. We don't no, have no, no. any objections, as long as Lord Balin is okay himself to what we wish to discuss with you, Grand Seer. You look as Lord Balin looks between the Grand Seer and the three of you and says, 
I'm here in no position of authority, Ilara. I'm here as a student. And with that role, the authority lies with the Grand Seer. I will respect okay. his words, and I will respect anything of which is commanded. Then all I'll say, I don't know what my Zaris and Anna will think of this, but what I'll say is what we, what you see and what we discuss, unless the Grand Seer, in his own interests, of course, wishes to tell uh, his majesty about what we're discussing, until then, I humbly request that we keep this on a somewhat down low. You've seen Balin nod and turns to the Grand Seer, almost uh, seeking confirmation. Marius nods and says, well, by all means, feel free to follow me to my office. We can talk privately there, and it's much more comfortable than, well, let's just say the seating here in the temple is not exactly built for prolonged conversation. So he leads you to the very top of the tower where from your perspective it meets a dead end the winding staircase just meets with this beautiful granite polished granite wall but you see as the grand seer places his hand in the center of it and this arching double door about eight feet tall about 12 feet wide begins to appear he opens it and as you walk in you are greeted by the sight of a very warmly lit quiet but open planned office you look and there's a small stone staircase that leads up to a balcony the ceiling is domed it stretches about 60 feet high and the entire, like, the whole energy vibe of the Grand Seer's office just radiates calm, peaceful, tranquility. There's statues depicting various gods. There's the traditional Vardorian gods. You've got the Mother, you've got the Conqueror, you've got the Deliverer. There is one. Uh, it's much smaller in size and not quite as highly detailed. But from a quick glance, you can see that it denotes the Deceiver. And there's small wooden figurines, no more than five or six inches tall, that donate other deities. You've got the, the Raven Queen. You've got, there is one that is this large arachnid figure. And then there's more scattered around the office that have forms that you're not entirely familiar with. Candles are placed everywhere, on every surface. Chandeliers hanging from the ceilings. Torches hanging from the walls. Candles on all of the, the little tables in the units. All of them are lit. It gives this really warm, welcoming presence. There is a large, circular seating area directly in the center of the office that has no chairs but instead has these really thick large cushions there's one in the center and then there's a, a semicircle 
that just wraps around the central one. You see the Grand Seer begin to walk over. He places his staff on this little hanger and sits in the central uh, pillow, on the central cushion. What uh, gestures for you all to join him? Uh, out of session quickly. Yeah. Uh, just just to remind you that the that session that Balin knows absolutely everything as well, but he just hasn't seen this ability being cast with uh, the dips and the dragons. Okay. It's just to pass that one on. So I was going to pass on in my team if we're going to do a similar thing what we did with Balin. And nothing. Guys? Hello? Hello? Sorry, I was having to deal with cats there. What's going on? That's fine. No, I'm saying because we're speaking to the Grand Seer, do we want to do the same thing that we did with Balin originally when we just told them absolutely everything, or do we want to be a bit more tactical? I would assume we would just tell them everything. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to check that one before I, you know, I spoke out of turn or anything, but that's that's just what I wanted to check. That's, that's all. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So... As you all take your places, sitting in front of the Grand Seer, Balin is directly in front of him, in the central seating position of this semicircle. And you guys are sat in wherever positions that you would like to be on either side of him. The Grand Seer looks to you and says, Can I get any of you anything to make you more comfortable? Um... I'm sorry, Gunster. I'm not actually sure. Um, this is a wonderful place you've got. This is... Wow. Um, just uh, water, if that would be alright. You see he waves a hand and there's a small chalice of water that appears in front of you. Oh my days. Wow. Thank you. No need to thank. What about the two of you? Tea, please. Same gesture. There's a small cup, uh, a porcelain white cup of like very lightly steaming tea appears in front of you. Thank, thank you. And you, my boy. Mm. Mm, tea as well would be fine replicates the same motion so his majesty the king informs me through lord balin of course that you longstrider have requested an audience with me personally in fact this came through my keeper of secrets as well yes um for several reasons and I'm going to start with the most bizarre this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous when I say this what if I told you that the three of us had the capacity to turn an animated object such as a human or a creature once killed into specifically a duck 
or a dragon. He looks to you and says, while very intriguing and certainly bizarre, I'm not entirely sure that I've heard of such a capability. Would you mind me showing you? Of course. It would be uh, it would be I nice to know that there are still some things that re relate to the arcane that can surprise me in this world. Elera offers sort of gestures Zaris to sort of take the rapier or the sword, and she's like, "Well, I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I I got it. I grab the rat. Okay. And I've got the rat in my hand, and the rat is looking at me with those puppy dog eyes." <laughs> I look at it with a with a sinister smile <laughs> and I insta freeze it okay uh and I want to I'm not gonna waste a first level spell on a fucking rat uh I'm gonna cast uh cast frostbite on the rat. Okay. Cantrip. Uh, technically, it has to make a con save to see if it gets disadvantage on an attack, but it's still going to take damage, even if it does fail. Technically. Uh, yep, sure. So that's going to be. Huh. Let's just say that passes, shall we? Did you just roll a nat 20 for a fucking rat? No, but did I say pass? Sorry, fail. Okay. I rolled a three. Cool. Alright, brain, so... brain wasn't working. You almost right, had so... us confused that the rat would be the BBEG there, Mr. DM. Wow, fuck! I, I, I was, about, I was fuck. about to go home. How did you know that the deceiver polymorphed into that exact into that exact rat? It's <laughs> cool. So I'm gonna insta kill the BEG. Fantastic. I mean, polymorph even one point, hit point of damage just reverts him back to his original self. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so max damage on frostbite. Well, a rat's only got one hit point, Cyrus. <laughs> cool. Well, it's gonna take uh, six points of damage. So. Insta freeze, and then I'm gonna turn it into. I rolled a two, and that is a duck. So it turns into a duck. You watch so, as Ilara uh, and Anon. You watch as Zaris freezes this rat, and then after a short while, there's a small puff of smoke. The ice shards f fall to the floor. And this little brown duck sits on the floor in front of Zaris, just like ice shards strewn all around it. The Grand Seer looks at you and says, Interesting. You say that, but I find it completely embarrassing. It's inhumane. It's and a bizarre, lot of things. Bizarre. Balin looks over and says, Grand's here. These individuals and this capability that they have has left a lot of people stunned. 
nobody that has come into contact with them has been able to comprehend a, an explanation as to how they have been able to do this. Um, it's from my very brief knowledge of the arcane, it's not in any recorded scrolls on Vardor. Could this just be a a new arcane development? Or is this something even more rare? Marius looks at Balin and says, Well, I'm not going to rule out the possibility of it being new magic. I'm also not going to rule out the possibility of it being extremely old magic either. Maybe some things are just better left un unexplained. So. He, this, these things started happening when I mean Theophas had woken up in graves with a dagger embedded, embedded in her chest with a little note. And you know, from since we woke up from those graves, ever every kill that we've sort of performed, whether it be creature or human, has turned into, you know, the duck or the dragon, and we have no idea how it happened. We just know what happened when we woke up from graves. To be fair, I've died twice and I was hoping the second time it would go away, but it hasn't. Aw, diddums. <laughs> <laughs> technically uh, this is me saying this out of session technically Zaris you've died three times oh uh, yeah okay fair <laughs> enough I've died, I've died three times and I wish the third time it had gone away <laughs> third time's not always the charm ladies and gentlemen the ground seer looks at all, all of you and says as I've said Perhaps some things are better left unexplained. So, <sighs> tell me a little bit about yourselves. It's interesting. I've heard... I've heard the cliff notes of a band of three individuals who have escalated through society at an alarmingly swift pace. Caught themselves up in the middle of a social scandal and earned the trust of his majesty the king. I want to know about the people. I want to know the individuals. So please, enlighten an old man. How much do you wish to know about us? Well, for starters, I wish to know what it is that you seek in this world. Um, I'm not quite sure yet myself. Just, I, my upbringing wasn't brilliant and I was in a bit of a dark path and then wanting to correct things that just weren't right and in that process keep the an old demon in check, and... Mm. Try and make things a bit more nicer. 
but then that's many things, that's not just one thing either, so it's, apart from those couple of bullet points, I'm not sure myself. It's interesting. You have the same ambitions that a lot of people have in this world. To leave it better than when they found it. It's amicable. It's admirable. And it's a good intention. It's the means of which those intentions are either completed or left incomplete. That's what matters. What about you, Tiefling? You're asking me what I seek? What is it you want in this world? Two things. Knowledge. And a home. And what is it that you would do with this knowledge once you found it? As one who is in the same arcane knowledge, we both know the answer to that question. Knowledge is power. It is the greatest of powers, at least in my opinion. The more I gain, the stronger I become. However, I also seek a home because at the end of the day, once you've gained such knowledge, you need a place to rest. It's very true. I I've only ever heard of three of your kind. I know that typically tieflings of your lineage, and by lineage I mean, and I mean this in all respects, the coloration of your skin stem from Arkara, a very harsh continent. It's not somewhere that I typically enjoy going. My bones are too frail to stay there for any prolonged periods of time. But it is, in spite of all of its dangers, a very tranquil place. Very rich in natural resources very rich in history and also very very rich in natural magics i know of some great druidic clans that reside there i also know of some clerical groups that reside there you come from a noble place 
So, the desire to find a home. That's... Comforting. But just remember, power does corrupt. It corrupts with us possibly not even realizing that it's taking its toll on us. Tell me, Lord Balin, uh, what is it that you seek in this life? What is it that you seek by your, your pursuits to follow in the footsteps of our friend here by becoming a student in the arcane? You see Balin sits as straight up as he can, hands placed on his knees, he says, Lord Starborn, I seek only one thing. And it's actually because of Zaris that my pursuit has begun. I seek to understand what it is within me that links to the arcane. I had no knowledge of the fact that I had capabilities of my own. And no disrespect to Zaris, because it's been it's been proven true. I doubted that these capabilities were even accurate. I didn't I didn't know what to think. But the fact that you have so kindly agreed to guide me down this path has given me a sense of hope. A prospect of a different path, by which I do not mean that I wish to leave the service of His Majesty the King. My devotion to my work still remains as steadfast as it always has. I am the advisor between the, the Vardorian High Council and the King, an honor and a position that, as strenuous as it may be, is no doubt going to be my crowning achievement. But there's some part of me that feels like I don't deserve it. That I haven't earned it. But through study and dedication, I believe that whatever it is that you can teach me, I will have earned it. And it will be gifts that I have deserved because I've dedicated myself to them from the bottom of this respective ladder to whichever rung of that ladder I proceed to climb to. You see the if grand... May. Yeah, go ahead, Zaris. Uh, I look to uh, the Grand Seer and I say... If I may interject with one word of wisdom to our new arcane companion here. I looked at Lord Bale and I say, seeing as how as we're on the same equal footing, I'm going to give you the same word of advice that I gave Alara here, which Albeit she has yet to come to fully realize 
and I give Alara that that stare that you give is like, yeah, I'm ratting you out. <laughs> and Alara's just Alara, Alara's eyes open. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, what now? <laughs> I look back to Lord Bale and I say, what you just said about earning your magic and knowing where it stems from. No matter what magic it is, no matter how simple it seems, no matter how easy it is for you to be able to grasp magic always comes with a price. Magic is never earned. Magic is knowledge. If you wish to go down this path and seek the answer that you're looking for, always know that no matter how strong you get in the arcane arts, you've never earned it. Because earning something means that you have finished your goal. With magic, you can never finish a goal. With magic, there's always something more to learn. It's a continual process that you need to constantly on a day to day basis. Be striving to achieve. But. With that said knowledge comes a price. Sometimes the price can be a good thing. Sometimes and then I'll turn my hair black and my eyes black and my teeth will become razor sharp. And my voice will change. Uh, I'm going to see if I can actually do it. No getting my blood, Zaris. <laughs> You've got your own files. <laughs> Well, thankfully, he doesn't need to roll that just yet, so. He's got the blood from the pictures, so it's all good. <laughs> blood from the blood god. <laughs> god. Sometimes, the price is not what you expect. Did it change? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But my eye, my eyes will turn black, my hair turns black, my skin will change, my teeth will become razor sharp, and I will look to him with my alternate half and say that, and then revert back. You see Balin leans back almost to the point where he collides with Anon, and there is just a look of shock and low level it's like you've rolled like a, a 17 on intimidation like he's not terrified of you but he certainly wasn't expecting that I I understand according to the Grand Seer from what we were conversing before you arrived 
he believes that <laughs> he believes that he can teach me how was it you put it ground seer the ground seer looks at the three of you and says Balin's natural capabilities suggest to me that he could through a path of difficulty learn what it takes a regular human a lifetime to learn and possibly a decade there is a natural arcane capability within Balin that I have not seen in a very long time and the last person that I saw it within died before they had the capability or opportunity to tap into it. But if you were serious about this, Balin, then this is a path of sleepless nights, very, very strenuous practice, and it will change the relationship between yourself and I from business to one of an academic. He looks to you, Anon, and says, My dear, do not think that I've forgotten about you. What is it that you seek? I'm still figuring that out. As are we all. I'm closing in on 85 winters on this world. And there are nights where I look out at the skies and across this city. And even I begin to wonder. Given my rank and station and quite honest privilege that has been afforded to me by his majesty. What is it that I am looking for before I ascend and join the gods? What is it that I wish to be known for? And what impression do I wish to leave upon this world? I mean, the life of an academic is fulfilling. The life of a public servant is fulfilling and stressful. I am old, as you can tell. There's been moments where I've been questioning whether or not the position of Grand Seer would be best served by someone who has perhaps seen fewer orbits of the sun than I. And not to sound callous or narcissistic, I can only imagine that the only reason I am still within the position that I currently reside upon the council is because there is no one skilled enough to take that mantle from me. Maybe one of you. If the gods decide upon a fate of that lineage for either of you. Grand Seer, the way that I talk to gods, 
I don't think I'd ever have that have that sort of right myself. And yes, I have spoken to gods. Yeah, my god's my mom, so it's up to her. <laughs> so many, so many jokes I could make. <laughs> um, can I serve on the council, please? <laughs> no, Zaris, you have to be an adventurer. <laughs> Oh God! We've... If you eat your vegetables, then we'll talk about it. <laughs> if you stop stripping off naked, okay, that's We've... not my fault. That's a, that's a habit. <laughs> We've... I have a very bad habit. Balin chimes in and says, "Lord Starborn, there is a matter of business that I believe that would require your unique insight." And it's the matter of which these three were sent upon their last assignment. As I'm sure you are already aware, His Majesty the King has recently reacquired the tapestry that hung on the temple walls. For a brief moment in time, it was stolen from us. These are the individuals who saw its safe return back to its home. Though not without its difficulties, there were complications of a astronomically large proportion that no one could have foreseen. You've already been debriefed about this. I'm sure you overheard part of that conversation when you returned to the castle. But there is a decision that needs to be made. And with your guidance, I believe that His Majesty the King can make the decision that is best for the people. And that decision is what do we do surrounding the fact that it is becoming more and more likely that the Deceiver has returned to the Vardorian Plains. If he is truly walking amongst us, what do we do? Not only that, there's another thing we never told the Alfred and all the other guys in the council. He's made contact in our in our dreams as well. Showing us, I don't know about you, Darius or Anon, but that night when we were in tavern, when I when I passed out on one of the bar stools, he showed me a past which I hadn't exactly seen but it still involved me. Like, he showed part of my past, and then he showed my... Grand what I'm about to tell you might sound incredibly brutal, and I'd rather this kept in the down low between all of us if I can assure... if you can assure me that. This conversation will never leave these walls. And Elara looks straight, straight at Balin as well. It's like, I need you... Not even tell the king about this. I am trusting you here. Nalera, I would lose my position of authority if I betrayed the trust of anyone. Okay. And Nalera takes a big sigh. He's like, before I tell you, Grandseer, could I get something stronger than water? <laughs> of course. You see that the water in the chalice that you're drinking from 
turns to a clear amber color. You can do this, Alara. You can do this. <sighs> the earliest memories I have are being a child drive by themselves, having to fend for themselves, getting hunted, having to, having to kill or be killed, joining gangs, and all that, so I've got no memory of the past. That being said, that memory, that experience alone turned me <sighs> into the disemboweler. I... <sighs> led a very, very violent path. I killed anyone for fucking money. Even just a bit of food now and then. Toppled royalties to help people but at the same time destroyed people's lives. And there was <sighs> the deceiver I think sensed you know what I used to do and showed me a memory beyond all I can remember and a somewhat of a drow child that was like kind of with like an illegal sort of creation and <sighs> I would like to know more of that but the fact that the deceiver is showing us memories from the past that we may or may not know it's causing me paranoia because he's in my head. He's seen everything. And I don't know if he's doing the same with Anon or Zarus. But we seem to be meeting him quite frequently, I'll say. He's like he's like he's always there and it's not like we would just make up a lie of haha, we we came across the deceiver, ha look. No, it's... I worship Raven Queen. And not even she knows much about the Seaver in that way, or how he managed to get to our plane. And looking at Zaris is looking at Zaris right now, and she's like, I'm gonna fucking rat you out back now, you bastard. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> His mama is the Ice Queen, and we've all been sort of sent on some sort of mission to find a way to bring him down if we can, but our lives are in Grandseer. We've seen visions of a war, of a battle, and we believe Salathir. And Look, Grandseer, with with the Deceiver, it's we. I'm just. We don't know if maybe he's the cause of these newfound abilities we've got. But as I said, we keep running into him, and 
apparently we keep we keep destroying his plans, but he's not killed us yet. Well, he's killed one of us, but guilty. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just that I wouldn't also, bring up my past. Sorry, going on also, also, we technically were told who is causing the part about us turning things into ducks and dragons. Yeah, but it's, it's, I'm still, I'm, I'm like, Elira's sort of like just saying anything that's going off to her top of her head just now after that, because she's, you know, never really told much public, oh yeah, she was a disemboweler. So oh, yeah, 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 I, I just heads, heard like, what you said, and everywhere. I was like, I, I heard what you said, and I was just like, well, technically, we have been told who is the probable cause for it, we just don't know why they decided to fuck with us specifically in that case. But, sorry, back to the uh, thingy, the uh, Blair just like, I wouldn't, I have kept my past as the disemboweler quiet for quite some time. And I wouldn't bring it back out unless I felt it necessary. Am I, am, am I a good person? Yeah, I'd say I'm alright now. Am I a bad person? Yeah, that too. But I just, something's deep. And we believe a war is coming. And we somehow have some part to play. I, I, and she takes a she takes a drink from the glass. <laughs> oh, got strong stuff. And just <sighs> look, Grant's here. We don't know what the flying fuck is about to happen, and as as much info or help as we can get along the way, even if there's a tiny bit of information, even if it's some scroll that's ancient that's maybe got a part, like a sentence or a short paragraph about something about him, because we need something to defend ourselves against him. If he's in our dreams and sees everything that we're doing, how do we get ahead of that? And then she looks at Balin and is like, I'm sorry that I had to tell you. I hope this doesn't make you. I hope this doesn't make you see me in a different light. The Grand Seer looks to you and says, "My dear, your past is not something that you should be afraid of nor ashamed of. We all have things that we regret. We all have things that we're not proud of, and we all have things that we would rather be kept in the proverbial closet. It's how we atone to those things and how we." come to accept them that shapes who we are not a single person alive has done anything in their lifetime that they have not regretted no one makes it out of this world without a single flaw now onto the heavier side of the topic at hand Historically, before, if you believe the texts, before the deceiver was cast out, it is believed that his influence and power came from the manipulation of others, whether that be falsifying memories 
tempting people to enact decisions that they otherwise would never have dreamed of all the way up and this is all speculation the outbreak of full-scale war all of these situations and all of these meddlings and all of this injustice fueled his powers when he was cast out by his brothers and sisters they stripped him of all of the power they physically could leaving not but a trace of divine energy and a frail almost mortal shell they cast him out of the heavens and they sent him back down here believing that he would never be strong enough in order to regain even a fraction of the power that he once held I've heard the reports of what happened to Lord Dracana. I cannot say whether or not my old colleague was manipulated. I cannot say that it is for certain what the now deceased Lucinda Grohl suffered the same fate and bestowed upon the same manipulations. But the fact that Lord Dracana quite obviously has acted out with any rationale that would coincide with who he is as a person. That enough is enough for me to believe that, yes, the deceiver has regained a fraction of his former powers. Obviously not enough in order to be level with what he used to be. My assumption and my hopes is that he never will regain to that position of strength. As for this war that you so so commonly say is is coming. If it happens, it will be a case of history repeating itself. Mortal kind is destined to collide in conflict. Sustained world peace is never something that can ever be established. Outside of worldwide enchantment level manipulation, you cannot bestow peace on a permanent basis across an entire world. That would be a form of sorcery that I am almost certain is impossible. Conflict is natural. You're always going to have one side that has a grudge or ill will towards another. The first blood war saw to that. Many believe that it was Venoran retaliation for them being cast out. They suffered the consequences when the exile agreement was officially set in stone. If a war does break out, then yes, you will have a part to play. So will I. 
And so will Balin. So will His Majesty the King. So will every willing citizen that chooses to fight for their safety and for their lives and for their home. There's nothing we can do to stop it. But that's just my perspective. I'm a firm believer of a natural order of things that things will happen when they are due to happen and they will happen for a reason. I'm assuming that doesn't entirely sit well with all of you. Not one bloody bit. You mentioned the name. I and did. A name that I have not heard of. It, it, it does not ring. It does not strike me as familiar. <sighs> Tell me about this person. This Salazir? If that is the person that you were referring to, then yes. came to someone in knowledge we had uh, um Zaris, what did you call that frost thing that you cast okay out of out of character what you know that frost thing that you cast which you showed a uh, vision like we did in front of canaveras when you sort of did the oh. frost sort of Oh, that, that, thing. that's that's like not literally a spell. Like, like, okay, so technically it will become a spell at some point. It's just that it's more like I roll a religion roll to see if I can manipulate the concept of it through the, the Ice Queen and show a visual image through that. But there will come a point in spoilers that I can cast it as an actual spell without having to rely on her for it. So I can do that now, but just know if I roll poorly on the religion check, it might not go as planned. No, I'm, I'm not asking you to cast it. I was asking, asking what the name of the ability was. <laughs> uh, so... <sighs> Oh, it's fine. I, 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 I can, I can wing it. <laughs> so, um, so, um, friend Cyrus here, um, had a vision of sorts. Uh, him and someone that traveled with us for a while, and they had a vision, and then it looked like there was a war, and someone was leading at the helm. So, Cyrus, with some of the Honestly, strange magic that he can do. Managed to use ice and show a... I don't know if you call it a vision, Zaris, or just something that you'd cast. I, I don't know the name, but... We'd gone to someone with a little bit of sort of knowledge. Like, when we were just finding our feet, our, our fruit in here. And they said that seemed to look like a Salathir. Like a big bad evil guy. Um so later on we'd gone on a 
to go on a, a mission, as, as you know from the cliff notes. He actually came across Salathir in... Well, in Salathir's Peaks, actually. <laughs> came across him, and... Yeah, me being the stupid person I am, decided to, when they saw this dragon thing flying in, uh, decided to stay, stay put. To this day, I don't know how I didn't die. But they essentially morph from a dragon to a humanoid form. That's all we really know about Salathir. Nothing else that we really know of about, about him, but apparently he was at the helm of this of this vision, leading the charge. Shape we... changer. Sorry? A shape changer. Yeah, but I don't know the actual name of species. Like, are they just known as a shape changer, or is there some other name they go by? Without knowing anything more about this individual, it's hard for me to speculate. He don't could be if... he could be human, with the ability to transform into a, a draconic figure. It could be the reverse. It could be Elera, something entirely different. Alara in the back of her mind is trying so hard not to rat out Canaveris, even if the Grand Zero actually knew of, you know, Canaveris and what he was. Alara's still trying so hard not to mention that name. So she's like, okay, um, it was like a black, shadowy, smoky dragon that was in the sky, sort of, kind of like dragon, but snake-like as well, like, with the back, uh, they seemed really, really old. Though it's like, like, like they'd seen, you know, well, not creation, but close to it. I you see, know, as I, you see, as Lord Starborn outstre outstretches a hand, and a book flies off the shelf. He grasps it in midair and pulls it close to him, opens it up. And this is an old piece of text like the binding on it is frayed and almost to the point where there's pages falling out of the back of it so he's flipping through it you see as he gets about a third of the way in about halfway in he gets about two thirds of the way through and you see him just close the book gently place it down and says There's nothing in my recorded draconic history that even relates to something like that. If this is something old, or as old as it could possibly claim to be, then this is prior to recorded history. And if it's prior to recorded history, Records are going to be scarce. It's just I barely made it out when that thing attacked me. It's, it's just I need some sort of upper hand, some sort of defense. Should I have to come in contact with them again, I need some, as I said, some defense against them. And if there's nothing recorded about them, then I don't know how to defend myself. 
well. I'm afraid I'm at a loss of words for you. No, you're 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 fine. Just <clears throat> yeah. Balin Balin clears his throat. <clears throat> um, my lord, if I may, I would like to discuss the. I know this is going to sound incredibly selfish, given the current conversation. I would like to discuss the itinerary for the studies that you wish for me to embark upon. I'm anxious to know what it is that I will be doing. Will there be... Will there be time allocated to the day where my official duties are adequately taken care of whilst I am in your tutelage? Or will there be sacrifices needed to be made? Marius looks to Balin and says, I have already spoken to His Majesty the King. You are to be allotted four hours per day to study. We will work with some minor incantations. You are able to pick and choose from the schools of the schools of magic of which you would like to study first and foremost. But you will eventually end up delving into all of them. From there, we will find out what your specialty lies in. And we will hone in the scope of your studies to suit those talents and those proficiencies. Such is the way that I would teach any other student. However, if there comes too much of a physical toll on your body, because this will be physically demanding, Balin, your studies will be loosened, and I will return you to the service of the king until you are physically capable to rise to the toll and the stress of your teachings. He looks to use Iris and says, You put it very, very well. That magic always comes with a price. More times often than not, if we are utilizing spells or incantations that we have only just learned, we're not exactly going to hit the, hit the nail on the head every single time. And if we get things wrong, it has consequences. So, I understand that you have indulged an old man for quite some time. Now, I am curious, genuinely, what questions do you have for me? Because I am suddenly becoming aware that I've been asking a lot of you and not really opened myself up for any sort of scrutiny or investigation. I do not have questions for you right now. 
but my partners might. Elyra's just sort of going to put her, hat, or her arm out to sort of encourage Zaris to start. <laughs> like, I insist, I don't have anything just now, when you go? <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I would ask. Because we talked about the two things that I came here to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll just go for a ludicrous one then. I have a question directed at you per se, Grand Seer, but it's more about you and helping me with something. Okay. Say if... Say if your deity had mentioned there was some other, you know, power within you. What would you do to try and check if, and being Eller, Eller's being like completely blue with this one here, like what would you do to check what it was? Like, would you just do it as a, oh, when it happens, it happens, or would you find a way to, I don't know how to research it, you know, just, oh, it's out of the blue, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, just. No, don't apologize. You said to yourself that you're a follower of the Raven Queen. Yes. Well, that makes you either one of three things. Either you're a paladin, a cleric, or a warlock. A warlock. In that case, your arcane prowess is bestowed upon you by your deity or by your patron. As they officially go by the title of. So if there is a capability that you have lurking within you that you have somehow managed to go without realizing then most likely often than not if you're wanting to unintentionally utilize it it would be trigger based something would have to happen in order for the capability in order to be activated or utilized or rise to the surface. It's more like a stress-based thing then, would you say? Let's take or Balin. Trauma. Let, let's take okay. Balin, for example. Balin had no knowledge of the arcane capabilities of which he holds within him until Zyrus had pointed it out. From there... I had him conduct a very minor test and had him produce a flame strong enough to light a candle. A fairly simple task for anyone that holds the arcane arts within them and can utilize it. From there, we managed to concert, we managed to confirm that yes, there is an arcane talent within our Lord Balin. And yes, it's stronger than just a base level talent. He's not a master, he's not an adept, he's not even what I would classify as proficient. He is, in the grandest scope of things, a novice. 
And I hope he understands that that's not me being, me being disrespectful. He knows nothing. But he has the ability to do more than what he knows. It's about filling in the knowledge gaps. If you have the ability to do something, but you don't have the knowledge of how to utilize it, then the knowledge gap needs to be filled in with contextual evidence. A trigger. Something needs to happen. So if you suspect that you have the ability to do something, as long as it's not putting your life in mortal danger, my advice would be to... in a... isolated environment of safety and surrounded by those that you can trust to keep you safe, and aid you with this test, I would suggest that you conduct something to simulate the outcome of the effect of which you have a suspicion of. That point after getting someone you trust, Elira looks dead in the eyes of Zaris. I mean, I told you before that I would show you how to do all that. You just tend to go off on your own and ask other people to defend you. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Are you saying this in character or out of character? No, I'm saying it in character because you need to fucking learn your lesson. <laughs> I did, and you said you respected me for getting stronger when I went to go and speak to the... I do respect you for wanting to get stronger, but I also think you're a dumbass for going and ask people that you know is going to tell you no. <laughs> Lord Balin looks at the, at the Grand Seer and says, I apologize, my lord. They, for as professional as they can be, they have their moments where the veil of professionalism becomes more and more see-through. To be fair, I'm a tiefling, so I'm half demonic, which makes me chaotic. So, I mean, kind of fits the persona. It's, a, it's, a, it's at this point that the three of you hear a three knocks on it uh, coming from the back of the, the room where you all entered from. You see the Grand Seer hold a hand up. The door reappears. It opens. And Canavarus walks in. Yeah. Oh. Uh, forgive me, Lord Starborn. I had no knowledge that you were engaged in company. Is I I I can I can come back at a later time if it is more preferable. Um I I, I my my deepest apologies. You see the grants here takes a second but he gets up to a standing position and says no, no, no. Um, nothing to apologize for. I will, I will join you momentarily. Let me just wrap up things here. And I will be right there with you. How's about we meet in the usual place? Say, 15 minutes. You see, you all see Canavarus give a, a very sheepish nod and says, Right away, 
Grant's here. Um, I will, I will await, I'll await your audience. Um, again, I apologize for the, for the disturbance. Nobody told me that you were, that you were occupied. You see as he very slowly and gently closes the door behind him and you begin to hear very distant and rapidly declining audible steps as he descends the tower back down. Well, it seems that I am required elsewhere. Believe me when I say it has been a pleasure meeting with you today. I... Well, I don't get the chance to hold many informal private conversations. But I think after the, the month I have had, a little change of pace has been greatly appreciated. So, if there's nothing else that I can assist you with today, I'm afraid I must take my leave and see what it is that the Keeper of Secrets requires me for. That's not a problem at all, my lord. Thank you for, for your time. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do? Before we wrap up for tonight's session. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, I will say that that is where we will end tonight's session. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us once again for another episode of Duckies and Dargons. We will be back not next week. Again, I apologize. Work's kind of throwing wrenches into the proverbial podcast machine. How, Save us. Please. However, <laughs> however, I will invite you all, and I mean all of you, because I want all of you to turn out to this. Tomorrow night, Saturday the 13th of August. Dirty 20 will be live streaming over on Twitch for the beginning of a brand new series of content. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will tell you it's going to be interesting. I'm not prepared for this, but it's going to be fun. So please, I encourage you all to stop by the stream 11 p.m. UK time, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And five o'clock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that would be that, that would be Tony's time, uh, time zone, yes. Uh, and 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Please come and uh, show support in the, in the Twitch chat. It's going to be myself, our buddy Eli, our buddy Hacksaw, and Zaris. So... Until next time, thank you very much for joining us. We love you so much. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. But above all else, roll for initiative, you bastards. Make an arcana check. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>